Well, hello everyone. It is yours truly, the Mass Miss here, aka Arch Clearance Camp, multiple time ACW television champion, and your host of this wonderful podcast. It is Thursday, so you know what that means. Yes, another weekly episode of the Teachable Moments Podcast. So, without further ado, sit back, relax, open your ears, and you might just learn something here on the Teachable Moments Podcast. Hello everyone, it is Thursday, so you know what that means. Yes, a new episode of the Teachable Moments Podcast. I'm your host with the most, the Mass Menace, aka Arch Clearance Camp, multiple time ACW television champion, and your host of this wonderful, like I said, the host of this wonderful podcast. Now... Boy, we have some news to cover. No, we have some news. Um, we're going to kick it off with last night's Dynamite, which I watched it, but I mean, it was good. It was a good, decent show to bring in their full gear pay-per-view that is happening this Saturday. Okay, this Saturday. Um, yeah, I mean, they got Rampage coming up, <clears throat> Rampage is coming up this Friday, uh, the night before Full Gear, it's going to be interesting, it is going to be interesting, there was a segment that made me laugh, and I'm going to, uh, we'll talk about that real quick, it was the last segment of the whole show, the, uh, <coughs> The whole John Moxley and MJF talk about their match that is this Saturday, basically. And they were talking, and it was after <clears throat> after the uh, after the whole beatdown by the firm on John Moxley and MJF came out, saved John Moxley, did that, okay. Mentioned that he didn't save him because he liked him. He saved him because he didn't want to give us. He didn't want the John Moxley's fan fans to make an excuse when to have an excuse when MJF beats him. Now uh, they were talking, and John Moxley started. The part that made me laugh was when John Moxley's like, "Pay per view this su- Sunday, Saturday is it Saturday," and then MJF's like, "It's Saturday." I was like, "It's just." That instance right there, it made me laugh. It's like, <laughs> uh, my wife's like, she's like, oh, well, he got beat up just recently. Uh, you're going to have to forgive him for not remembering Saturday. So, yeah, I thought that was funny. I laughed. My wife laughed. That was, that was a nice little touch of humor there. Uh, I want to go ahead and talk about Full Gear that is coming up. Because I'm not really going to touch on Raw much or WWE much in general other than this let me go ahead and touch and get this out of the way okay I saw a clip from a match that circulated on Twitter and see I have a friend who's like well you don't watch WWE you don't watch it I don't need to watch WWE to know what goes on in WWE I follow WWE on social media on Instagram on Facebook on YouTube on Twitter Okay, I literally follow WWE on every form of 
every platform that they have, digital-wise, social media-wise, I follow them. So I already have an idea of what happened. I was seeing a clip going around of like this female's this female wrestling match that was happening. I'm guessing it was on Raw. I'm guessing. Don't quote me. And I don't know what happened. There was a table involved. It looked like the move was miscalculated, I guess. But <clears throat> like I think Liv Morgan came diving off of something or jumping from something, <clears throat> landed on one of the women. They both tumbled into the table. I don't know what that was supposed to be. I'm guessing it was not planned for the person to go rib first into the table. And Liv Morgan almost get her teeth rearranged via the table. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, <clears throat> I don't know what happened in that spot. I'm guessing that spot didn't go as planned. Which sometimes happens in wrestling. In wrestling. That it does not always go as planned. Uh, goes it doesn't always go according to plan. Basically, I think that's ultimately what happened there. I mean, I noticed somebody saying, "Oh, they need a performance center. They need uh, 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 this, that, bloody, bloody, bloody." Right? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what happened. I just saw that. That kind of stuck out, and I figured I'd touch on that. Um. I'm sure they're all all right. If they're not, I hope they get feeling better. I hope they get better. But I haven't heard anything about an injury on that note. So I just thought I'd point that out, basically. Now, moving on to talking about Dynamite last night, put on by AEW. AEW Dynamite. <coughs> Sorry. Our weather changes. Uh, Seasons change, my allergies start. This is about the time, this season that's happening right now, it's about the time when my allergies start giving me a hassle. It happens every time the season changes. Right on cue. I could set my watch by it if I was wearing a watch. Okay. But I'm not wearing a watch at the moment. Now, Dynamite. Dynamite. It was their go-home Dynamite, right? They have one. WWE even has a go-home SmackDown. SmackDown's go-home edition that they always do before their big pay-per-view. <clears throat> Heck, WWE's been doing it for like years longer than AEW. WCW used to do it. You'd have a go-home edition of whatever show it, you were doing right before the pay-per-view. Usually they do it the day or two days before the pay-per-view, if they have a show on that day. So, say, WWE would normally save it for, for like, SmackDown. Uh, and usually, and, like, WCW would save it, be, well, before, before they had Thunder, before WCW picked up and started doing Thunder, they had, like, Raw, oh, no, not Raw, they had Nitro, my bad, brain fart, sorry, I'm getting the corporations blended together, they had Nitro, and then they had, uh, what was it, Saturday night, 
I think is what WCW had. Because WCW always had the tendency to run their pay-per-views on Sundays. Okay. Then they were all set for Monday when they could talk about it. It was, I guess, fresh in their head and whatever. Um, But they usually have theirs on Sunday. So, like, either their go-home show would either be on Nitro or it would be on Saturday night. Either way, they'd have a go-home. Usually, what these go-home... What these go-home editions would do would be there'd be very little action. There'd probably be more talking. It'd feel a little lackluster because you've built up and you want to put a little final statement on the feud that is happening for say for say match. Okay, say <clears throat> let's go I'm doing an example. Uh let's say like back in WCW you had a pay per view match and Sting was facing Ric Flair on the pay-per-view match, they'd have the go-home episode either on Nitro or they'd have it on Saturday. That was until Thunder came along. Then they'd either have it on Monday. Usually, they would usually have theirs on either Thunder or they'd have it on uh, Saturday. Because like I said, WCW had this tendency to run their pay-per-views, pay-per-views on Sundays. Um, but usually they just talk and they put a little stamp on the, on this feud. It's like, it's been building up. Okay. And usually Sting would tell Ric Flair what he was going to do to him. Ric Flair would talk about all the money he had and the women that he had. So he was not really concerned with Sting. Okay. So, because no matter how it unfolded he was the winner because he was going to go home with a woman on each arm okay that was Ric Flair uh so they that's usually what they would do well like I said uh Dynamite they had to go uh, AEW had to go home episode on Dynamite I feel that's what I felt it was a go home episode Oh, uh, a take it home episode. Let's go ahead and say a take it home episode. I'm feeling they're going to do the same thing on Rampage too, because there's certain matches on Rampage that's going to be building to a few this Saturday. So they're probably going to have a take it home episode on Rampage too. I will say that AEW handled a lot more action on this episode, on this Take It Home episode than they've had in the past, or at least that's how I feel. That's what I felt while watching it. I want to touch on something. We're supposed to be having, uh, I'm guessing the acclaimed is going to be facing uh, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee at the pay-per-view. So they had a Swerve Strickland and Anthony Bowens match on Dynamite last night. And I have to say, I've seen things on Twitter, and I agree with a lot of what people have said. I think Anthony Bowens is an underrated, an underrated superstar, an underrated wrestler. 
He's an underrated member on that roster. Anthony Bowens and Swerve Strickland put on, in my opinion, one of the best matches I have seen between the two last night. Now, keep in mind, Swerve Strickland, Anthony Bowens have all, ever since they showed up in AEW, have been synonymous with tag team wrestling. Swerve Strickland with Keith Lee. Anthony Bowens with Max Caster, part of the acclaimed. And Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee and Swerve in Our Glory. <coughs> so, it's always good when you have two people who are synonymous with tag team wrestling in a company put on a good singles match. It's like when you watch Dax Harwood, and it's no knock to Cash Wheeler. I love Cash Wheeler. Local boy, great guy. I love the guy. I went to school with the guy. Um, Cash Wheeler, no knock to him at all. But when you see Dax Harwood get into a singles match, when he's synonymous, synonymously known for when he's synonymous with tag team wrestling. He's really known for tag team. He's not known for being a singles wrestler. But when Dax Harwood gets into a match, a singles match with someone, and puts on one heck of a singles match, that is always fantastic, in my in my opinion. Because I feel most people watch a tag team wrestler, a guy who's known for being tag team, solely a tag team competitor, I think when they get used to watching them do that, they go, oh, well, then he can't put on a singles match. Or the same with a singles wrestler, who you get him in a rare tag team match, and he blows you away with the with his tag team skills. Because Dax is mainly known for singles, right? Or is mainly known for tag. So when he puts on a singles match, and a great singles match at that, your mind's blown. You, you're, you're literally blown away. You're like, oh my God, I didn't know how good of a singles competitor this guy was. It'd be the same. <clears throat> Sorry. It'd be the same with like a singles competitor. They get used to being in singles matches, and then they get into a tag team match, and then you're like, oh my God, this guy's actually pretty good. That's why I love the fact that, like I said, Anthony Bones and Swerve Strickland match last night. Fantastic. They put on a fantastic match. Now, Swerve Strickland has been known in the past to put on great singles matches and tag team matches. So, that wasn't really an issue. I don't think Swerve Strickland was an issue. I don't think anybody looked at Swerve Strickland and went, uh, can this guy really do a singles match? But I think people may have gotten so used to seeing Anthony Bowens in a tag team match that they probably went and was like, is this guy really going to be any good in this, in this singles match? Anthony Bowens, great wrestler. Great wrestler. Actually, he's my favorite out of all of the acclaimed. I mean, that's no knock to Max Caster. Max Caster can wrestle. He can't. 
But I believe Anthony Bowens is the better wrestler out of the acclaimed, but they make each other ten times better in a tag team match. It's just my opinion. Take it with whatever you want. I really don't care. Take it with whatever you want. If you want to message me and call me and be my and then I can easily comment back and we can have a a forum. We can have a little back and forth. Heck, I could even bring you on to my podcast and we can have a back to forth about hey, our back our back and forth about hey, uh, who's who's better member of the acclaimed. I I'm a huge fan of Anthony Bowens, hands down. Now, that being said, now there is a report coming out. <clears throat> I t- I take reports like, mm, how can I put this? I take reports like grain of salt, right? <clears throat> You should buy into them as much as you want to buy into them. That's how I look at it. You should never... You should wait, in my opinion, you should wait and hear from the source. So say, now there's a report saying that Anthony Bowens got injured in that match with Swerve Strickland last night. Me, I'm going to wait until AEW breaks the news, okay? AEW will break the news, and they'll go, okay, he's injured or whatever, like they did with Adam Page, okay? It's like, look, look at all these people who believed all this stuff when when there was stuff that went around about the... Uh, I'm going to use this as an, as an example, and I know y'all are probably sick and tired of hearing about it because it's been talked about at nausea so much since it happened, but I'm going to refer back to the media scrum that happened at All Out. <clears throat> we all knew, we had heard about the backstage assault with CM Punk, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, uh, Ace Steel. Okay. And then there was talks about, well, Adam Page, oh, Adam Page had been let go. That, that night when it happened, they're like, oh, he's been let go. Well, I'm like, I think we should wait and see, right? We should we should be patient and see where this goes. Turns out, Adam Page was not let go, okay? That was, thought, that was dredged up by some person in his basement, his or her basement. I don't want to exclude anyone. Um, somebody was bored and they decided to start stir up more controversy. Okay. Because somewhere along the lines, they heard controversy creates cash because they probably read Eric Bischoff's book. But one, let me go ahead and touch on the controversy creates cash. Eric Bischoff worked in the wrestling field okay he worked in the wrestling field he knew how to create controversy to where he could create cash that's why his book is controversy creates cash if you were sitting in your mama's basement and 
you decide, hey, you know, I'm going to create controversy by just creating this little thing. You're not going to make any money. Nobody pays you to do it. You're just you're just trying to create controversy because you're bored out of your mind. You're not going to get anything out of it other than creating panic. Now, people, listen when I say this. Just wait and hear it from the source. Okay? Okay, could Anthony Bowens be injured? Yes. Okay, it's wrestling. Okay, it's wrestling. It's what we do. We get injured from time to time. It happens. It does. But don't just go like, oh, well, Fightful Select. Fightful. Uh, they automatically said Anthony Bowens is injured. Or Dave Meltzer said that Anthony Bowens is injured. Wait. Just if you want to, if you want to believe him, that's on you. Okay. But just wait. Wait for the source. I'm pretty sure before Saturday, if Anthony Bowens is injured, AEW will touch on it. Okay, they will. They'll touch on it. They will report on it. Okay, so just wait and hear it from the source. That's all I gotta say. Uh, take 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 what I say, however way you want. If you want to listen to Dave Meltzer, you want to listen to all of those, all of the. Sources that say, "Oh, your Anthony Bowens is injured." You go right. That's that. More power to you. More power to you. That, just, I would wait to hear it from the source. Okay, because if you don't and you buy into it one hundred percent, then Anthony Bowens is there at the show and wrestling. You're gonna be like, "Oh, wait, they said he was injured." Oh, do I feel like an idiot now? Yeah. Because you didn't wait and hear it from the source. Just just listen to just wait for the source. Trust me. Now now I'm not knocking that Anthony Bowens I'm not saying Anthony Bowens isn't injured. Okay, I'm just saying I'm gonna wait to hear from the source. Now that being said, we move on. Soraya and Britt Baker is this Saturday. Soraya versus Britt Baker. DMD. For the first time ever. Ever. This Saturday at AEW Full Gear. Now, this is big. This is this is building up to be huge because Soraya hasn't wrestled in what? Seven years? Right, and she finally gets medically cleared. I told you from the beginning, this is the age of comebacks. Okay, we have wonders <clears throat> in the medical field, wonders that can do. We that we we have advances in the medical field that can do wonders for injuries that we never thought could get repaired. I mean, I'm gonna go back and refer to this again. Look at Edge, right? Look at Brian Danielson. Okay. Edge. Messed up his neck one time when he came diving off the ladder or whatever it was. I don't know. Messed up his neck. Doctor fixed it temporarily, but he told him he was on borrowed time. He even told him, you're on borrowed time, man. I do with it what you can, but you're on borrowed time. 
And he wrestled, and he wrestled, and he wrestled, and he wrestled. And then he had to retire because he couldn't do it anymore because of his neck. Right? Then he goes and he retires. And we never thought he'd come back. We never thought he would be able to make a comeback. After a triple fusion neck surgery. Let that sink in. Triple fusion neck surgery. That is a very major operation. After triple fusion neck surgery, he felt great. He felt better. Fantastic. And he was able to come back and look at the career that Edge has had since coming back. I uh, gave these matches. He's had Edge versus Randy Orton. Edge versus Finn Balor and the Judgment Day. Edge versus AJ Styles or whatever. The, the point is, Edge is on, has been on one heck of a run. Yeah, he's probably going to retire again soon because he spent most of his comeback injured at times, but when he wasn't injured, all of these matches he had, fantastic. Okay, fantastic. You had Brian Danielson, who got injured, right? And they said he can't come back, and then he got medically cleared, and, and he's had some of his best matches since. Christian, a guy who they said couldn't come back and would never be able to wrestle again or shouldn't be able to wrestle again. He came back and look at him. He's had some good matches. And he's he's done really well managing Luchasaurus. He's had a revitalized... He's had sort of a career of renaissance lately. All of these people have. And now we hear about Soraya. Soraya, who... Got injured in a match against Sasha Banks. Got kicked a little too hard, messed up her neck. Was told that she was going to retire. She'd never be able to return again to the ring again in her lifetime ever. And then what happens? Seven years later. Seven years later. Doctor does MRIs. Gives her the full clean bill of health. Says she's cleared to return back to in-ring action. Seven years being gone. Seven years. It was almost similar to Edge. I think Edge was gone for seven years. Uh, Brian Danielson was retired for like... Um, maybe... I'd say four. Maybe. I think. I can't remember. Maybe three. I don't know. But he was gone for a certain... He, he couldn't wrestle for a certain amount of years. So uh, Edge, he couldn't wrestle. Christian couldn't wrestle for a certain amount of years. Again, all of these people are having career renaissance. Are having a career renaissance. It's like they're hitting their... They're, they're working on their greatest hits. Right? Is fantastic. And now, like I said, and now we got Soraya back after seven years. Okay. Seven years. And she's facing Britt Baker. Now, I am not the biggest Britt Baker DMD fan. Okay. I don't think she's the best woman's wrestler on that roster. Okay. Now, me saying that. I do feel she has improved drastically since she showed up in AEW 
and has wrestled and done that, I believe she's improved drastically. Still doesn't make her the best woman's wrestler. And I can <clears throat> I can go ahead and name some names that are ten times better. Lita, Trish, China, Molly Holly, uh, uh, Tori Wilson, and trust me, I didn't think Tori Wilson was all that great of a female wrestler. Okay, Mae Young, the great Moolah. Okay, these are great female wrestlers. Now, whatever you want to feel about Mae Young and her, personally, she had in-ring skills. She was she was good in the ring. She was great in the ring. Britt Baker doesn't even hold a candle to these people. Okay, she doesn't. She couldn't even lace. Trish Stratus, Lita's, Mae Young, Great Moolahs, um, Molly Hollies, or I'm going to remove Tori Wilson. Forget that. The people I just named, she can't even lace these people's boots. Now, that is not me saying she hasn't improved, because she has improved drastically. I have watched her. She has improved. But here's the thing. I've talked to a friend, and we've talked, and I feel, same as him, that the only reason Britt Baker was hired on was so Tony Khan could get Adam Cole. I'm in agreement with that. Now, now, that being said, remember, I did say, I believe Britt Baker has improved drastically. I loved the promo that Soraya gave the when they had their face-to-face -face last week. When Soraya said that she was medically cleared to wrestle at, at, at AEW Full Gear. Where she mentioned that Britt Baker was giving was handed a lot of stuff. I do believe that. I do believe that because I know Soraya's journey. I've watched Soraya's journey. Soraya, like Soraya said, has wrestled all over the UK for free because she loves wrestling. Like, has anyone actually seen the movie Fighting With My Family? Has anyone actually seen Fighting With My Family? Whatever you thought about it, okay, no matter what you thought about it, there is a part where her and her brother, where Soraya and her brother, <clears throat> where Soraya and her brother are heading to WWE for tryouts. They want to be pro wrestlers, right? Well, here's the thing. So Ryan, uh, a lot of that is probably true, down to 100% true. So Ryan has wrestled all over the UK for free because, like she said, she loves this business. That was an impassioned face-to-face -face that Soraya and Britt Baker had last week on Dynamite. Now, I do love that Britt Baker did mention how Soraya says this is her house, but she hasn't been there to lay the pavement. She hasn't been there to lay the foundation or the bricks, but Britt Baker has. 
both of them had good points that they touched on in that face-to-face. -face. I absolutely loved it. Now, we get this week. We get this week. <laughs> and once again, Tony Khan has done it again. Britt Baker is the heel in AEW. She's the heel. Why, why, and this is just me, why are they giving her a baby face promo? She should be the heel talking, not, oh, you know, I'm the superstar, you know, I did the, she almost in tears, okay, no, she's a, she's not a baby face, they did the, they did the same thing with MJF, okay, MJF is a great heel, but for some odd reason, they're giving MJF baby face promos. Now, could MJF work as a baby face? Maybe, perhaps. But right now, he's the heel. You can't give him a baby face promo and then turn him turn around and say, "I'm the de I'm the devil himself." Okay, that, just me. I'm in the humorous. Okay, why are you giving heels baby face promos? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> now we go into full gear. We get Soraya versus Britt Baker. I absolutely can't wait. I can't wait to see Soraya wrestle Britt Baker. I will say this. I did respect the fact that Britt Baker said that she respects Soraya for all the work that Soraya has put into the business. I do like that. Because even as a bad guy... You can touch on the fact that you respect the work somebody has put in without liking them at all. Okay. Heck, uh, let's look at it. Uh, I respect the work CM Punk has put into being around, into the wrestling business, into the wrestling business. I respect what he's done. But he's a prick. Let's look at it. I mean, CM Punk is a prick. Hands down, 100%. And kids, if you are listening, if any kids are listening to this and you heard that word, parents, I'm sorry for that. Uh, if you didn't want them knowing that word, but whatever. Maybe you should watch your what your kids listen to. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, CM Punk's a prick. Does anybody actually like CM Punk? I mean, as a wrestler, I will say this. He had a great comeback. That was another thing. He came back after, what was it, eight years being gone, almost nine, right? Uh, he comes back to a standing ovation. And actually, we are going to talk. I don't want to talk too much about CM Punk. I want to actually save that for next week. We're, we're going to talk a lot about CM Punk, okay? A lot. I'm saving that for next week. So I'm not going to touch much on that. So, yeah. He's a prick. Okay. He is. Hands down. Okay. But I respect what he's done in the business. Uh, let's look at some of the people I faced. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Venom, who I faced in ACW for over two years. Okay. I don't like him. But, hey, you know what? I respect him. 
I respect him because I've went to battle with the guy. I have actually teamed with the guy in battle. Okay? I know how good Venom is, and I know how much work Venom has put into his craft, and I know how much work he put in to become champion all those times he was champion. I respect that. I respect his work ethic. I can't stand the guy. I want to punch him in his face. But I respect him. It's as simple as that. I don't like half the guys I've faced, but there's a monicum of respect there. Because I know what they went through to get to where they're at. Respect. But no, yeah, that's why I love the fact that Britt Baker mentioned that she respected Shirai for everything she's done in the business. Boom. That's great. Great point to touch on. I can't wait. I'm hoping this match goes down as being a great match because I've watched Britt Baker matches and the only other match that I can say was a great match that Britt Baker has had was Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa when Britt Baker... When Britt Baker bled in that match, okay? That was a fantastic match. Great match, okay? I will say this. Even people who aren't... There are wrestlers in the business who aren't really great at being wrestlers, who every once in a blue moon have a fantastic, stellar, five-star match. They put on a great match because everything clicks. Britt Baker had a great... Yeah, I'm going to say this. Had a great five-star match against Thunder Rosa because they clicked in that match. They were fantastic. I am hoping this becomes one of those great matches. Britt Baker versus Soraya. I will be watching it very carefully. Now, that being said, we're going to move on. We got a new, we got another match coming up that I am looking forward to. Chris Jericho versus Claudio Castanelli versus Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara. Now, that's four people in the ring going for the Ring of Honor world title. <clears throat> now, this is just me. <laughs> I think Chris Jericho may have bit off more than he can chew. I have watched Chris Jericho great in-ring competitor has some of his matches here lately been a little lacking as he's gotten older yeah but you gotta know something y'all y'all have to realize something us as wrestlers we hold ourselves to a certain standard of competition right we we hold ourselves at a certain level and when we can't perform at that level like we used to, we get frustrated. And we start blaming ourselves and we start doing that stuff, okay? Because we are, you, there are critics. Everybody has critics. There are, There is even wrestling critics. And they are hard. And I mean, they are hard on the wrestlers. But no one is more harder on the wrestlers than the wrestlers themselves. Because they hold themselves to a certain standard. Okay? We are competitors. We want to be the best. And when we can't be the best anymore, we 
it kills us. It, it really gets to us. We get in our own head at times. Now, that being said, has Chris Jer- can, is Chris Jericho performing at the level that he used to be able to? No, but it happens. Age catches up with us, right? I still think Chris Jericho is putting on really good matches. I, I do. I believe that wholeheartedly. I've seen, like, when Chris Jericho had to feud with MJF. Fantastic. Okay. Fantastic. I love the fact that we got to see Chris Jericho versus Juventud Guerrero last year. That was fantastic. Never thought I'd ever see that again. Chris Jericho's having some great matches. That being said, once again, there's no possible way they can be like they were back when he was in his 20s. It's not possible. He's in his 50s. So you have to change with the times, right? That being said, I think Chris Jericho is doing great work as the Ring of Honor World Champion. Now, I love it. They touched on it. Commentators have touched on it. Chris Jericho is becoming what he's trying to tarnish. He's trying to desecrate the legacy of Ring of Honor, and look what Chris Jericho has become. He's becoming a really good Ring of Honor World Champion. Okay, now is he becoming the best? No. Brian Danielson was a better Ring of Honor World Champion, in my opinion. Okay. Claudio Castanoli did fantastic as his short time as Ring of Honor World Champion before losing it to Chris Jericho. There's uh, Sam Punk was a really good Ring of Honor World Champion. Christopher Daniels, all of these people, in my opinion, were better at were better Ring of Honor World Champions than Chris Jericho. That being said, Chris Jericho is becoming really good Ring of Honor World Champion. Okay, but this Saturday he faces not one, not two. But three competitors to retain his Ring of Honor World Championship. Claudio Castanoli, Brian Danielson, and Sammy Guevara. Now that being said, I absolutely love the fact that Chris Jericho stuck his foot in his mouth. And you ask, you're probably asking, Arch, how has he stuck his foot in his mouth? Well, let's look at it this way, shall we? Chris Jericho added Sammy Guevara from Jericho Appreciation Society into the match because he honestly believes that Sammy Guevara is going to lay down for him. He He's overlooking Sammy Guevara. And as much as people dislike Sammy Guevara or whatever... You have to admit, you should not overlook Sammy Guevara. The guy's one hell of a talented competitor. He is, he's talented, as I'll ever get out. He is. My problem with Sammy Guevara is not that he can't wrestle, because he can't wrestle. My problem with Sammy Guevara is he gets on TV and he shoves his tongue down down his wife's throat. Okay, I did not tune in to wrestling to see Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello be Edge and Lita 2.0. Okay, I didn't. 
Edge and Lita do that stuff, and no offense, I don't think that should have been on TV either. I don't tune into wrestling to watch two grown people shove their tongues down each other's throats. Do that at home. Okay, save that for the home. I don't want to see it. I'm not going to go to a live event, pay money to watch y'all make out. No, that is my problem I have with Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello at the moment, is the fact that <laughs> they're trying to make out with each other on TV on a weekly basis. I don't want to see that. I don't. But Sammy Guevara can wrestle when he gets his head out of his butt. All I'm saying is Chris Jericho should not overlook Sammy Guevara, which I think he has done already. And he has proven right there. And you can see when that interview went down and Sammy Guevara was standing there, the, the expression changed on Sammy Guevara's face. Like, really? He thinks I'm going to do the right thing? He thinks I'm just going to lay down and let him win? No, I'm there to, to wrestle. I want to be Ring of Honor World Champion. We are in this business to become champion. If you don't want to be champion, get out. It's as simple as that. But you're going to have to work to become champion. It's not going to be just handed to you. I can't wait. I am kind of hoping I've got my boy Brian Danielson down for the win. I'm hoping Brian Danielson wins. <laughs> I, I do. Now, there's other matches like, let's see, Death Triangle is, let's see, Death Triangle is facing the Elite at full gear. Like, who didn't see that one come? Who didn't see that one coming? <laughs> Let's see. I I don't even know where to start with that. I'm just gonna put it out here. I'm I get this really I get this feeling. I get this feeling that Elite are gonna come in and they're gonna beat Death Triangle and they're gonna win the titles. It's as simple as that. I feel that now, looking at how things have gone, that that triangle won the titles, and it was put on them to hold it now for when the Elite returned. I get this feeling that it's just going to be, that the Elite are going to win it, and they're going to become Trios champions. Again, as simple as that. That's my feeling. And if that happens, I'm going to really feel bad for Death Triangle because they've had a great run as the trios titles, trios champions. They have. They may have not had as many matches as you think they should, but, I mean, they've done really well as the trios champions. They have. And now I just get this weird feeling that they were just champions until the Elite came back. It's one of those things. Now, I feel I'm not going to touch on that anymore. Uh, now, the match I'm totally looking forward to. John Moxley versus MJF. I am so looking forward to that. Now, 
I'm going to go ahead and say this. I'm a John Moxley fan. I am, hands down. Boom. John Moxley. Fantastic guy. Okay. I've loved his work since he came in. Not a huge fan of death matches. I don't want to be in them. Okay. He wants to be in death matches. That's fine. I'll watch you do a death match. It's entertaining. I don't want to be a part of it. It's as simple as that. Not my cup of tea. Now. Uh, I love it because my family and my friends all have this notion that they actually believe that I'm a fan of MJF. They have that notion. They think I'm a huge. They think I'm a fan of MJF. I not. I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan. I'm a fan of MJF. I am a fan of the of the work he puts on in the ring. MJF is a great competitor. Championship material. He is. Yeah, I believe it's a shame and a crime that he hasn't been champion yet. That doesn't mean I'm a fan of MJF. I want to go up to MJF and punch him in his face. It's as simple as that. I'm a huge John Moxley fan. I love John Moxley, hands down. Okay, boom. I'm hoping, as a fan, and this is just me, this is just me, as a fan... I'm really pulling for John Moxley. I am. And, and, you know, ever since becoming part of wrestling, I look at it from both perspectives as a fan and then business-wise. Business-wise, I think it would be great for business if MJF becomes world champion. As a fan, I want John Moxley to retain the title. But I don't want... I don't want... MJF to be jobbed out, okay? I don't want them to job MJF out to John Moxley. All that does is kill the MJF character, and it kills all the work that you've built up to this match. So don't don't have them job out, okay? I want a great all-around five-star match, MJF versus John Moxley. I, as a fan, I want John Moxley to win. I do. I'm going to be pulling for John Moxley. But on the business side, I think it would be better if MJF won. That's just me. We will see what goes down Saturday. Okay, just please, I am hoping beyond hope they don't have MJF job out to John Moxley. I hope they don't do that. Now, I can't wait for full gear. I can't wait. It's going to be interesting. Now, that being said, let's get to the teachable moment. The segment. This whole show is built around the teachable moment. Now, I wanted to talk about this a little bit. Me and my father-in-law had a conversation, a very pleasant conversation, very civil. We didn't argue with one another. We, I, I understood where he was coming from point-wise, and I think he understood where I was coming from. See, I can have conversations with people and not get upset at their viewpoints. And I think if the world did that more often and understood where people were coming from more often, I think the world would be a better place. Matter of fact, we wouldn't have to have so many wars. Okay. Now, uh, my father-in-law supposedly had 
this thing pop up as a report on this TV, and I even went back and because I do what I always do, I fact check things. Uh, because this is what you have to fact check things. Okay, you you can only take what people say so much. Okay, it's hard to take anything at face value nowadays. They were saying that Yellowstone. Anybody watch Yellowstone, the one with Kevin Costner, right? And whatever. Uh, has was canceled immediately. I went back and checked, and there's no actual report that has been canceled. They don't even know if they're going to renew it yet. Okay, in the day of TV, in the age of TV and stuff, uh, you're not guaranteed another season. Okay, but supposedly the reasoning that was reported uh, on was. Because people are going out and doing exactly what they're seeing on Yellowstone. Oh, uh, you know, you come on property, I'll shoot you and I'll kill you. Okay. Uh, to that, I go, it's an inter- it's a show created for entertainment, right? Sit down, watch the show, then realize you probably shouldn't be doing this in real life. Okay? As simple as that. Now... Now, I'm not one to shy away from this. I'll say this. You try to break into my house and threaten my family. If you legitimately break into my house and I feel my family's threatened, I'm probably going to hurt your ass. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. You break into my house and with the intent to hurt my family, I am going to hurt you. Because I am going to protect my family. It's as simple as that. Now, if you walk onto my land and my property, we can have a civil conversation. But if I feel I'm threatened, you're you might be in trouble. That that's the only thing. Now, I'm not gonna go out of my way to say, "Hey, you know, you come on my property, I'll shoot you." Okay, I'm not gonna do that. One, that's what they do in Yellowstone. Okay, it is a show. It is fictional. Okay, it's not real. Same can be said for wrestling. Boy, all the time in wrestling, uh, for the longest time, wrestling got a lot of grief, right? Because people would go out into the yard and do exactly what they saw on TV and get hurt. Uh, arm dislocated, the arm gets popped out, the collarbone gets crushed, uh, somebody dies. Okay? It's not wrestling's fault. It's because... People go out and do what they say. Even on TV, it says, this is nothing but trained professionals. In no way should you perform this and do this at home, school, or anywhere else. It is entertainment. Okay? Sit down, watch it, be entertained. After it goes off, go about your life, okay? We put on wrestling to take you away from your everyday problems. Okay, that is a beautiful thing about wrestling, right? It's also the same thing with movies and uh, on uh, in theaters and TV shows, right? You go there to what? To escape reality. You want to forget about something bad that happened in your in in your day or whatever. So you go to the theaters and you watch a movie, and you're entertained, and you're taken to this whole different world, and you're entertained and. You, you've forgotten about it, and then after it's over with, you feel so much better because you didn't stress out over what happened that day. It's the same thing with wrestling. Go to it, watch it, you pay money to go see it, watch it, be entertained, right? 
Don't go home and do this stuff. And the reason people do this stuff is because they are missing something called common sense. Common sense, yeah. Yeah, we're missing it in today's society. You know, the thing that tells us, oh, this is fake. This is fiction. This is stuff that probably shouldn't be done in real life at home. After they've especially said, don't do this, this is done by trained professionals. Yeah. Use your common sense, people. I believe like 5% of all Americans have common sense. That means 95% of the other people are screwed because they don't have common sense. They're going to do something stupid. Okay. It's simple as that. Things shouldn't have to suffer just because somebody went out and done something stupid. It's like when Superman first came out, they're like, oh, cool, I'm going to jump off this building. <laughs> oh, broken leg. My leg's broke. Well, you're the idiot that did it. Okay? Maybe you'll learn from it. Yeah. Use your common sense, people. We're going to take a short break. A short break. And then we will be right back. Well, everyone, it looks like the time has come once again to bring another episode of the Teachable Moments podcast to a close. What a very informative episode, I think. A Teachable Moment, which was really necessary because we have some stupid people out in the world today. Um, I'm planning on being back next week. Same time, same schedule, unless something changes. Uh, next week is Thanksgiving, so I'll inform everybody if anything changes. I want to let everyone know where you can find me, if you're new, on social media. On Instagram, it is menace. On Twitter, it is at Kent underscore Arch. On TikTok, it is at Arch Clearance Kent. I have a YouTube called Masked Menace. And on Facebook, it is always Arch Clearance Kent. Now, I hope y'all were able to sit down, open your ears, and learn something. Until next week. I'm the Mass Menace, and I'm out. <laughs>